Sean Morn of the Irish Times and Colm Keyes of the Irish Independent uh, will join us in a moment as well. So, Sean, this Austin Gleeson situation, uh, point one, everybody accepts it's nice on a personal level for Gleeson to be in the final and it will certainly be good for the game that he's there. But it's certainly uh, opened up a whole lot more scrutiny once again on the GEA's disciplinary process. The lack of transparency, first off, is an issue. Do do we actually have a timeline or a good sense of what happened from full time and the filling out of the match report on Sunday to where we got to last night? Well, yeah, well I I'm not sure transparency is the issue. I mean, the, the, the referee's report was, was filed within the normal time frame and uh, then it was up to the organising committee, the CCCC, to uh, ask him to clarify whether uh, he had dealt with the, uh, the Austin Gleeson incident and uh, he was sent a video clip of that and uh, he looked he looked it over and said yeah that he was satisfied that he had uh, adjudicated on on that decision uh, in the match and i suppose like a, like like any other sport if uh, if a referee in, insists on on something that's the that's the conclusion and that's that's the the, the end of it so uh, it wasn't open then to the cccc to look into it themselves and to if you like adjudicate it uh, in committee because uh, they don't have sighting powers any longer. They they they, they used to. Uh, when did so that change? Then? That change. Um, there is a chain chain of events there. Um, what happened was that a motion was put forward by John Bannon, the, uh, the former Longford uh, intercounty re- referee, who very experienced referee, who uh, taken charge of all Ireland finals, semi-finals. He placed a motion before the 2010 Congress, suggesting that the procedure at the time, which was to send clips to referees and say, um, are you happy you made the right decision here? Yeah. And as he, he stated, you know, that they felt that there was pressure on for them to say uh, no and basically green light the committee to to take action. And he said the referees resented that. And, and to be fair, he had a point because I think that, you know, referees, they, they officiated the match on the day, mm. they dropped the report and uh, asking them to more or less, you know, admit in public that they've got something wrong so that uh, a citation process can go ahead probably wasn't satisfactory. And he was saying, well, let the CCCC do the citation and, you know, just take the referees out, uh, out of the loop. And, and that was fine. But it was it was defeated um, when it went to, to Congress. But it re- reappeared a year later. But it reappeared in a, in a form which didn't make any reference to citing. So, in other words, uh, that if a referee uh, uh, took no, took no action on something, nothing could be done about it. Could the, the referee w- w- wouldn't wouldn't review it, and uh, and therefore the CCCC, which used to be able to look at an incident and say, "Well, hang on a minute, um, that doesn't look right," uh, and, and 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 say to the referee, "Now, are you sure that, that that's that's correct?" Um, that citation was taken out of it altogether. So now we're left in the situation we have now where, um, and w- what we've seen at the at the weekend, and it's been happening a, a little bit recently, is that yeah. the ultimate hack to the to, to the system is, if you can get the referee to say, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But, uh, now this is when it doesn't necessarily get mentioned in the report, because no action is taken during the match, but if clarification is sought and the referee says, oh yeah, I saw that, but didn't think there was much in it, well then all further uh, activity ceases. So it's not very satisfactory. It means you can have instances like what happened on, on Sunday where there is a clear infraction of rule, mm. but yet there is no power um, on the committee, on the CCCC, uh, to, to, inst- 
process where, whereby the you know uh, action further action be, can be taken on the matter. Because I, I wasn't sure about that, and, and Colin Keyes of the Irish Independent is with us as well. I wasn't sure of that point, Sean, because I'm hearing contrasting things. It's amazing. I, it seems nobody's quite sure of. Uh, the legalities, the procedures, because even in the Matt Fitzpatrick case up in Antrim a while back where Joe Brawley was involved, there, it seemed that there was a different incident being looked at and the CCCC saw another incident in the background that they chose to pursue. Yeah, well, that would be open. Uh, it's open for the CCCC to pursue uh, anything on, on which they have evidence. That's... OK, so then, so then can I just play devil's advocate here? So say mm. match report is done. James Owens does his match report and the incident is not mentioned. Yeah. which is our general understanding here. So am I right in presuming for a second, say the CCCC don't go back to James Owens. Say they, they say, we have his match report, there's no mention of this incident. That would lead me to believe then they are open to pursue the Austin Gleeson situation. Whereas once they go back to James Owens and he says he's happy he's adjudicated, then that ties the hands of the CCCC. But before they went back to Owens the CCCC would have been allowed to pursue the incident. Is that right? No, you have to, I mean, you have to seek clarification from, from the referee. I mean, the referee says, you know, that nothing untoward happened in the match part. This is my, my, my report. If you see that something untoward has happened, you go back to the referee okay. and say, you know, did, what about this? You know, did, 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 you, did, you adjud- did you adjudicate on this? That's the phrase. Did you adjudicate on this? Yeah. And then if the referee says, uh, well, no, I didn't actually, uh, well, then they're free to, to, to proceed. But that, that hadn't been such a, a big issue in, uh, until recent times. Right. What you're seeing now, and, and the unwelcome precedent that has been set for, for, is that in the future, if, if incidents of this nature are to happen again, um, it's going to put a lot of pressure on on, on referees, you know, for, for, to to say, oh yeah, I, I dealt with that mm. too. If you like, forestall any further disciplinary action. And I would imagine what's what, what's probably going to be in, in the pipeline at, at some stage is to return um, some sort of citing powers to the CCCC and just cut this out. Yeah, it's too much pressure. It seems on one man, on one referee. Colm, do we have a clear understanding of the nature of the conversation between the CCCC and? James James Owens, when they go back to James Owens with the clips, as I understand, I've, like I've, I've talked to different people today and there have been contrasting interpretations both on and off the record. Certain people led me to believe that James Owens can only say, I did adjudicate on the issue, even if he knows he got the issue wrong. Whereas I have heard from other sources, certainly, that there is wiggle room for the referee. So the CCCC can go back and say, did you adjudicate on this issue? And the referee can look at the clips and say, well, I now see a completely new situation looking at these clips. So therefore, I didn't actually adjudicate it properly on the day that that wiggle room is there. Have you a clear understanding? James of- Owens could, James, Joe, James Owens could clearly have said in his response to CCCC that he didn't see the incident or he didn't see it properly. OK, uh, Proper, properly he, is the key word there. So he could have yeah, said I didn't so fully see it. He could have said I didn't get a clear view of I didn't adjudicate. Therefore, I didn't adjudicate on it. OK, but. He said that he adjudicated on it, and once, as Sean has as Sean has said there, once once he declared that that's that's it, it it's over. Now, my belief is he he took a while to uh, to come back on 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 that front, and and uh, that may have been his own circumstances, and that this ran on into late yesterday evening before Waterford got confirmation of all of this. But for me, the critical element is August and All Ireland semi-finals, and if you go back to uh, when this was such a live 
issue uh, back between 2007 and 2009. And Sean referred to John Bannon's subsequent motion to Congress in, in, in 2010. That was on the back of a yellow card given to John Miskela for what looked like a strike on, I think it was Brian McWigan. Mm-hmm. And two years before that, Noel O'Leary had struck out in the early stages of the 2007 All-Ireland semi-final. Again, against me, Graham Garrity was the recipient. Again, it looked more a red card offence. And at that time, the respective referees, Brian Crow from Cavan and John Bannon, uh, were asked, uh, do you, are you satisfied with the way that at the time before John Bannon's second motion, his second attempt to bring them up, if you were, you could, you could be asked, not just did you adjudicate, but were you satisfied in how you adjudicated? So they gave them a chance to revise, okay. whereas that was taken away subsequently. But if this was an All-Ireland quarterfinal or even a Leinster final, I just wonder, and I'm not saying maybe Joe and James Owens did see it and we, you, you know, we respect his view on that, you just wonder that the the more serious natures of the games, it appears that the GA find it very, very hard to, first of all, uh, bring charges, and second of all, uh, for to for the disciplinary process to work properly. We've seen Dermot Connolly get off uh, through the various phases phases of the process twice for two All Ireland semi finals. So there is perhaps a timing factor here. But we'd obviously have to respect that James Owens said what he said and feels that he dealt with it satisfactorily. Yeah, absolutely. The wider point, though, of um, all this pressure on a referee is going to have to be looked at because for it to come down to the referee's match report and then ultimately all this pressure on a referee, if the CCC go back to him for clarification on an issue, just human nature being what it is, and I'm not talking about James Owen here, clearly that's too specific a case, but just generally... If there's All-Ireland Finals at stake, if there's big games at stake, if there's pressures on, on referees who are a part of the community and coming into contact with other people who are going to be putting pressure on them and know their referees, that's just not a satisfactory situation. The CCCC going forward column, you would think, has to have the power of citing returned. I would think, Joe, that we will see a motion next February to that effect. Mm. Uh, perhaps similar to the motion uh, from John Bannon's club in 2010 that didn't get through initially at the at the Newcastle uh, Congress, uh, which sought to give citing powers to CCCC. And the following year then, as Sean explained, uh, referees' decisions, whatever whatever they said, and, and, and that went. And that's been the case for the last six years. But I do think that this case uh, will certainly uh, trigger moves for citing powers in these incidents and I, I, I think even when a referee has dealt with it but clearly not dealt with it in the right way mm. I would think that they will seek uh, the powers to revisit this and we'll be looking at it over the winter months that this will, will come on stream for Congress next next February Yeah As is right I think Sean because Crow Park have embraced Hawkeye and everybody thinks it's a good idea. Technology, if it's there and if you get the right result and if you get justice and you improve safety standards, then there's absolutely no reason not to avail of that. Yeah, it, it, it's actually strange that what's happened over the last uh, 10 years or so because in 2005, which is now 12 years, the, the Disputes Resolution Authority, the GRA, was established yeah. and it's been really successful in stopping people going to the High Court. Um, Sorry to interrupt, that was around the time people remember the high-profile cases which went to the High Court, yes, Westmeath and Paddy O'Shea and there was injunctions and it was just a mess and so Sean Kelly at the time introduced these various committees yeah, and the DRA. So, we don't, so we're not ending up in the High Court. Yeah, so that, and that was the purpose of it, to stop, uh, to provide independent arbitration 
which people could avail of. And therefore, even if you do go, only one case has been taken beyond the DRH the, to the courts. Yeah. Um, and whereas they, they got an immediate decision, it was overturned uh, afterwards. So in other words, it actually has addressed that, 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 that problem. But whereas at, at that time, uh, early in the last decade, it was possible for the, the, the authorities to um, override, if you like, what they would consider uh, uh, an overly lenient uh, yellow card, one given instead of a red card. That There's been a rowing back on, on that, um, as, as Cullen was talking about the, the John Bannon motion. John Bannon, I remember in, in, in 2010 making the argument no, that the, the, the there was one thing the referees dreaded was getting a fax on the Monday or an email saying, you know, would you look into this? Because he said that the implication is obvious. We're now being asked to basically suspend a, a player. So that, that did put pressure on referees. And I would have agreed with his idea of saying, you know, leave the referees out of it now. They took charge of the match and let the CCCC become a, a, a citing body. But you see, in, in a further way, that takes pressure off referees because there's nothing in it for a referee now to fudge a red card in, in, a, in a big match if they know that a committee is going to cite anyway. Mm. In other words, it's not putting it all down to the referee and saying, are you, you know, are you happy with this? Did you adjudicate on this? It's basically saying that the rules will be enforced in, in a uniform and consistent way, that if you, if you commit red card infractions, you get the red card and the consequences that go with it. Because Colum's entirely right on this point, that the, the, the attitude towards a player missing an All-Ireland final is, is wholly different to, you know, a player missing a match earlier in the championship or a match during during the league. Mm. And yet you have to ask yourself, surely it's important that the rules are enforced at the higher levels of competition as it is at any other stage to remove that charge of, of inconsistency. Yeah. So I think they do have to go back to a more reliable citing system, particularly as I think it's out there now that, you know, if you, you can get if you can get a referee or, or if, if a referee rolls back uh, on, a, on, on what happens during a match or can say in relation to his report that I adjudicated on this, um, you know, that's in future that that will be out there as a, yeah. as a consideration. Yeah. And as you say, referees are in the community that come into contact with people and there will be that pressure. Yeah. So a final point for both of you then, Colm, I'll come to you first. So, so certainly this issue with the referee's report and the referee's word uh, having power over a citing commissioner of some sort, that's, uh, that just doesn't seem like a, a proper state of affairs. So there's, that certainly is, is one point to change. As we look, though, at the broader picture, so the CCCC, followed by the Central Hearings Committee, followed by the Central Appeals Committee, and then the DRA. People, I think, are generally um, confused by all the acronyms, but there is definitely a strong sense out there that the GEA's disciplinary processes are not fit for purpose and that they need to they need a complete overhaul. How fair is that criticism, Colin? I would disagree with that. I think I think there's a bit of education uh, must take place here again for everybody, not just not just not just supporters and players, everybody, media included, so that they so that they know the stages. I, I don't agree that it's fit for purpose. And I think if you look at the the number of uh, successful uh, cases that go all the way, they're they're quite few. It is a very very straightforward system in one respect. Where people make the mistake is that uh, you know they, they think that a hearing is an appeal. It's not. It's actually really the first stage of it. The CCCC, they act like a prosecutor as such. Well, they funny, Sean, whether... Sean Kelly, when he instigated all this back in 05, said the CCCC are essentially the Gardaí and the CHC are the court. Are the court. That's, that's exactly it. 
and the appeal court is is pretty much procedural. The CCCC prepare the case. Yeah. They look at the evidence. They obviously get clearance from a referee if that's required, or else if it's a red card offence, or they see something and they prepare the case and decide. And in fact, it was CCCC that decided not to pursue Adrian Tuhi. Mm. They had Barry Kelly had said he he hadn't adjudicated on it, and that they they decided and they took it. They took a judgment and said, "No, we can't actually prove that there's, uh, there's, there's, there's we can't prove sufficiently that there is intent there." So they let they set that aside. Mm. So so they they prepare the case, and they propose a charge, mm. and the option is there for the player to either accept the charge at that stage, in other words, plead guilty for yeah. want of a better word, yeah. or to plead not guilty and uh, say, "I want a full hearing." Okay, and that's the first stage of it. And hearing will consider all evidence, video, everything. Uh, evidence, obviously, from uh, an opponent like Harry Kyo came in for uh, for Tyg de Burka, and they'll consider all of that evidence. And they will make they will ultimately make a decision, and they may decide to set the proposed suspension aside. They they actually don't know what the suspension is. It's not. It's it's that that is not uh, relevant to them. They. They confirm a suspension in in accordance with it. They can actually lift it. They can actually apply a higher suspension, a higher suspension if they feel they need to. And after that, the player has a chance to appeal. An appeal is quite a procedure to make sure that everything about the case through CCC, uh, CCCC, and central hearings is in order. Mm. And after that, then is the disputes resolution, which is an independent body. Yeah, that's and, kind and of the they joke. oversee the work. They oversee the work of all the various stages up to that. So it is a very, very fair system to a player. And as regards okay. fit for purpose, well, I don't actually agree with that. Okay. Sean, do you want to come in and give your final word on this? I mean, I, because I, because I, the, I, the perception out there is definitely, I mean, Colm's explained it very well there and given a very reasoned opinion, but the majority of people assume most pe- most players get off one way or another. Uh, they don't see the transparency. They feel like it's illogical. They feel like there's a lack of consistency and there's very little faith out in, out in the general public. in saying that the, the general public uh, don't always um, acquaint themselves with, 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 with how it operates. I mean, it's essentially a system where you can you can get a hearing and you can appeal that. And the, there's also like a parking fine. You can just say, yeah, I, I did that and pay the fine. That, that's, and, 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 and something like 70% of people do do that in, in, in relation to what's handed out. But if you're going to go the distance in this system, and remember the TRA was there as a mechanism for stopping players going to the high court that there's undoubtedly to develop the case in the early years that far more people went to the DRA than would ever have gone to the high court um, because it's a lot, lot cheaper more accessible etc but if you accept that you know at some point um, players have a responsibility to accept uh, you know responsibility for what for, for what they've what they've done and they get their day in court they're hearing and if they feel that it was procedurally incorrect they can t- take an appeal but there's no there's no onus on you to go all, all the way and in fact the only uh, in the last three years I think only Dermot Connolly is the only player to have got a suspension turned around by by, by the DRA and and there would be a lot of people who would have questioned that that that, that decision but by and large it's it's reasonably robust system okay. and you know you can you, you can take it all the way if you want but um at some stage people just have, have, to, have to look and say like what's what's the point you know at some stage the book stops with the with the player once you've got a, a fair hearing and, 
an appeal if you think it's procedurally uh, flawed. But you know, you don't you don't have to push it all the way. I mean, I think it's a, you know it's it's a system that's that, that's worked well over the over the last twelve years. But I accept your point entirely that there's not a broad understanding of that.